Welcome back to season one, episode seven of Talking to Humans. I am your host, Dave Lopez. Today's guests are Vicki Demert and Mark Andrus again. I like that my name is before Mark's. You do? Yeah. I, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known that. I, Isn't there something about order that... I do think it should be ordered alphabetically by last name, but that's just me. Today's guests yeah. are Mark Andrus and Vicki Deemer. That's definitely better. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Thanks for letting us be a part of your podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming it, it's on. It's a joy to be here. We're, yeah. we're honored. Thanks Absolutely. for thinking of us. Ecstatic to have you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for thank you. making time in your guys' busy schedule mm-hmm. to join us. Dave, yes. I know you host podcasts. Um, One of my passions. Yeah. You're good at it. Thanks. What else do you do? Uh, in, what, in what sense? How, like, how do I make money? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty much. I work uh, for the Phoenix Fire Department. Nice. Outstanding. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for your service. Have yeah. you had to like, do CPR, resuscitate people? Yes, I have. Yeah, several times. Yeah, it's not always fun, but um, you know we're glad to be there mm-hmm. to help. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. What, so. what, uh, what, what do you do? Like I, I watch Chicago fire, so I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with what your job's really like on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, it's always like that. You know, kittens and nursing homes and out of trees. We but. have fires every three hours or so just, <laughs> and then nothing but really serious calls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you guys eat lots of food together. Yeah. When we have time. Now, are you a, you just on a truck, you know, a station, you a captain, what's your, what's yeah, your. Yeah. So I actually just got uh, promoted uh, about a month ago to captain. Wow, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Nice. So I'm a captain. I work as a paramedic as well. And I do have a station, uh, that I got about a week after I got promoted. So it's, uh, it's on 23rd Avenue and Camelback and, uh, been there for about a month now. So wow. on congratulations. a fire engine. And thanks for, thanks for everything you do to serve our community. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy it. So thanks for your support. Absolutely. Yeah. So our theme this season is discouraging encouragement and a phrase that I have uh, actually used that um, was meant to be encouraging, but I think was discouraging uh, and probably who I use it with mostly is with, with my wife, Amy, um, two, two, uh, two phrases, actually uh, one at least and the other just is what we're going to be talking about today. So um, whenever she comes to me and she's, you know, kind of venting about what's going on in her life. Um, I know I've used the, the phrase at least uh, to kind of, the, the, the intention was to give her perspective, right? Okay. To give her, um, you know, at least it's not this, it's not mm-hmm. this bad. But I, I, think, uh, I think a lot of times that might uh, minimize how she's experiencing the uh, situation. Um, and then the word just, which... I almost feel is like a, uh, it's like a word that we just use and like, I just used it right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that we even mean to, but, um, I think when, when the person on the other side here is just, I think it, it can either feel one of two ways, either that, um, if you just do something, it, it simplifies whatever action you're asking them to do. Or if you would just kind of insinuates that, they're not doing something that they should have already considered and should be doing. So, um, it's kind of my thought on it. I'd like, I'd love to hear, uh, your guys' feedback on, um, on those two phrases and, and maybe why, why you think we use them and, and why kind of specifically just 
maybe get your feedback on why that just kind of flies out without a lot of thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm first curious what your wife's response has been when you've done that. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's so what she doesn't is. like it. <laughs> uh, no. And, and the thing is, I think just like with everything. So, so when she's venting to me, I, I think what she wants to do is be heard. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not that there is, um, not that, that she doesn't want my input, Sure, but just like probably with everything in life, timing is important. So to be wise about, um, making sure that I, I understand and then I'm asking questions and maybe even give her time to, um, kind of process and, and, and cool down a little bit and then come back and say, Hey, I was thinking about what you had said and, and maybe, you know, and then, and then in the conversation in that way. But, um, I think when you just fire out, uh, well, at least this or just that, then, um, then maybe people don't feel like they're being heard. And I think that's probably what it is. She doesn't feel like she's being heard. She just thinks I want to solve problems. And a lot of times that doesn't feel very loving to the person that's venting. Yeah. I think with that, with that phrase, at least, uh, just a, a quick thing to say on that. Like there's, I think you're, you're accurate in saying a lot of times what we're trying to do when we say at least is we're trying to provide perspective, put things in perspective, which, which actually is a valuable thing to try to do. There are a lot of times where we, we tend to look at what's happening around me uh, and, and, and look at that as if this is the end all be all my, my experience is the only thing that matters. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And even just the exaggerated language that we use, which the opportunity to get behind a screen on, on Twitter or Facebook allows us to do that more and more and, and exaggerate stuff. But there is, there is a valuable component of giving perspective to say, mm-hmm. hey, we, we aren't just living by ourselves aren't on our own trajectory, but we are existing within the, the greater story that God is telling that he is sovereign. He is good. He is in control. And so there is a, there is a, a valuable thing of seeing wh- what is happening to me, what's happening in society, culture, my family, whatever it is that I'm looking at, what is that in perspective with the, the grand narrative of scripture and, and biblical history and what God is doing. If we don't have any perspective, we overvaluate and overvalue and overemphasize my personal experience. But the flip side of that, if we jump too quickly to providing, you know, here's this grand perspective. Well, I think what, what you said, the word you use is we minimize, mm. you minimize the person's experience and to essentially saying, you know, that's nice that that's, you know, that's too bad. That's happening to you, but you know, first world problems, uh, at least it's not this. And we end up minimizing the, the pain and the suffering, the experience uh, of the person who, who we're talking to. And, and so yes, perspective is a valuable thing to try to create, but, but it has to, it has to happen even just in the, the context you, you mentioned timing of, of what's the relationship look like, when's the right time to try to come and give this, maybe the first best thing to do is to, to hear and listen and understand. I even think biblically there are moments where Jesus gives perspective. There are moments where Jesus says, you know, Hey, who do you say that I am? You know, you're the resurrection of life. There are moments where Jesus, even interacting with hurting people, give perspective. There are also moments where he chooses not to, mm-hmm. uh, where he, he would have spoken truth. And yet, even with Mary and Martha, he just stops and, and weeps with them because he sees the people he loves are hurting. Uh, and so there's a, there's a tension to manage in there. But I, I would agree with you in saying you know, at least there's a, a desire to give perspective, which can be a good thing. But our timing gets thrown off such that it, it minimizes the experience of the person that we're talking to. Yeah. And I... As I'm thinking about 
at least, you know, giving perspective, I think it can serve the function of trying to change the way that they're being affected mm-hmm. um, when maybe the way that they're being affected is, is appropriate. Um, and, and so there's this weird movement of, of if you would see it this way, you wouldn't be affected the way that you are. Or almost even like an assumption that they're processing this situation the same way that you would process yeah. the situation instead of just looking at the situation and making assumptions as figuring out how are you dealing with this? Where are yeah. you at with this? What yeah. does this look like to you? Like asking yeah. a lot of questions to kind of pull out from them why they're feeling the way that they are. And and maybe within their answers, there could be some um, something where you can kind of help guide them. And, and then at that point, maybe give some perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And the process itself might bring out a different perspective. Right. And the, the, the person actually may not be lacking for perspective. Yeah. They may have a very accurate perspective. They may be able to see things in the context of, you know, God's sovereignty and, and, you know, the, the true story of the world. And they're just going, this really hurts. Yeah. This, this was an injustice. This is, this is painful. Yeah. I, like I look at our, our current cultural events and even, you know, the, the, the hearing that came down from Breonna Taylor yesterday and, and there are people that are going, this is, this is unjust. The, 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 you know, the situation that happened and the, the fact that the the one police officer is getting a single charge, but there's no, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's any accountability for, uh, for what happened. And, and people are, are protesting. There are also some riots happening, which protesting and rioting are different things, but there's this, there's this cultural response to it. And so many people are going, are giving the perspective of, well, here was why the ruling was accurate. Here was this legal thing. Here, here's why all this is right, which, which might be true, but it's completely missing these people are going, yes, but this hurts. This feels wrong. It's cutting out the emotion. Exactly. And, and so sometimes what we don't, what needs to happen isn't necessarily giving somebody perspective, mm-hmm. but just acknowledging that you're hurting yeah. and, and it's okay to be hurting. Uh, and, and when, when you try to take away somebody's perspective or change it, it may actually hinder their ability mm-hmm. to be honest with God and with other people about what they're thinking and feeling, because then they're going, well, should I not be feeling this way? And they miss out on the opportunity to be comforted by others in the, in the actual depth of what they're feeling and experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can care about your, your pain and your experience. Um, e- even if I, I don't come to the same conclusions that you do Yeah, and, and your pain and what you're going through can still matter to me. Yeah. I'm thinking about the, the word just, um, and I think where that kind of comes from is, I'm not comfortable with your pain. So if you would just do this, uh, your pain would stop. It would be fixed. And it's, it's easier maybe to, to give a, a to do or something like that versus being like that. That's painful. That's hard. So do you think it's, do you think it's that they're not, and, and maybe it's both or, or a combination that they're not comfortable with the person's pain or they're not, um, they don't feel adequate to respond to their pain in an appropriate way. Does that yeah. make sense? Mark might not feel adequate. I am just kidding. <laughs> He's very adequate. I'm not adequate. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it could be both. I think it, it, like there are times when I don't feel adequate. Like I actually do not know what to say. Um, and sometimes there are no words and, and words in and of itself um, actually minimize the moment you know sometimes it's just so heavy I'm, I'm thinking of job and the the friends in job actually kind of they they get a bad rap but at the beginning they they see job from afar and 
they see his pain and his suffering and they weep with him for seven days and seven nights. Like they, they just sit, they, you know, there, there's something um, commendable. And I think that that kind of goes to the tension of like, we, we do want to speak. Um, so as professional adequate counselors, <laughs> um, put that on our business card. <laughs> yeah. W- would you guys, would you guys be okay giving permission who, uh, to people who are in the situation where they're listening to pain to not say anything mm. to well, not, this is, this is a long convoluted answer, but yes. Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. We're running out of time now. One thing with just a, and a real quick story. It was in a, uh, me and a, another guy were counseling a friend of ours who was dealing with a significant issue. And and my friend who was helping me counsel him kept saying the word just, you just need to think this. You just need, you just, just, just over and over again. And over the course of the session, I'm watching my other friend's countenance fall. He keeps saying, just do this, just do this, just trust God, just all these, all the just over and over again. And I had to pull my, my buddy aside afterwards. Like, Hey, you, you gotta, you gotta stop saying just, he didn't realize he was saying it. Yeah. But, but, but what we, what we realized in that, in that setting is every time he said that, what that was communicating to, to the guy we were counseling is this is easy. Mm-hmm. You're making it more difficult than it needs to be. Um, essentially saying you're foolish for not already having done this. Um, and so he's feeling the, the weight and the guilt and essentially like what, what's wrong with me that I'm not able to see it the way that you guys see it, that I'm not able to do this thing that you guys seem to be saying is, is super easy to do. And, and certainly that wasn't coming from any sort of like, we had no desire to make him feel that way, but there was something about that word. And and I know that for me, when I have used that in the past, I'm actually trying to convey this really isn't that hard and not in, not in like a minimizing pejorative sort of way, but they're like, we have a tendency to get in our own heads, the paralysis by analysis Mm -hmm. and, and, and get stuck because we're evaluating every possible option scenario and response. And so somewhat I try to communicate is like it, it's, it doesn't have to be as complex as we, as we make it out to be. And so just do this. And so there, there is even some good heart sometimes behind that statement and why it comes out like that. Uh, but more often than not, I've personally experienced it as, as being unhelpful uh, and ends up adding more guilt and more shame to the person who's hearing it from us. Yeah. I, I think how it would sound to me is um, like, it's, it's easy for you. Like, just do this. Like, like it's an easy thing to do, but it actually feels burdensome. So for some reason there must be something wrong with me because I, yeah. I can't do it. It, it. It's hard. And then, and then unintentionally it can function as like, Oh, now there's some sort of indictment on my faith because if I did have faith, I would just whatever I would just trust or I would just forgive or I would just whatever the, yeah. Uh-huh. And almost makes it probably seem to them like everybody else in your circumstance would just do this. Yeah. yeah. And so it makes them feel on an island and alone yeah. and separate from. And, uh, and I think that yeah, obviously that can be very discouraging to not feel normal, I guess. Yeah. And so to, to quote Amy, your wife, sometimes we should just shut up. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. should just listen mm-hmm. and hear, and there may come an opportunity down the road to connect, to correct, to give perspective, to, to give, Hey, here would be some things to think through. One, one suggestion I would make in that is not to go, Hey, if you just do this, but rather to go, Hey, how can I help you with this? Or here's something, do you, or even put the, the responsibility and the ownership on the other person? Hey, do you, what do you think would be helpful? 
and allow them to name some of what would actually be helpful. And they go, okay, how can I help with that? How can I come al- alongside you and support you in that as opposed to what essentially is pushing them away when you go, well, you should just do this. Yeah. And, and it can make it sound like a, almost like a formula. If yeah. you just do this, yeah. then your pain will go away or your problem will be solved. And we know that's not the case. Yeah. So, awesome. well, Mark, Vicki, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Oh, uh, nice. I actually got to run. I got another podcast to do. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, they just, do you need guests for that one? They just, or? They, um, uh, uh, just, no, we're, we're running short on time, so we'll, we'll oh, talk okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, thank you guys for making uh, time in your busy schedule. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This has been Talking to Humans with your host, Dave Lopez.